This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, let's do the post-game podcast. Jerry Recco had to leave early. He went to uh, the dentist, uh, Eddie Skazare. He joins me. Hi, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Yeah, I guess uh, Jerry had uh, had a cap put on his uh, tooth. Uh, I guess a temporary cap, you know, while they're mm-hmm. making the cap. Sure. And uh, he says it fell out yesterday while he was uh, at the Yankee Met game. But then he said there was no tooth under it. Yeah, I know they file it down before but they put the cap on but but they put it on over the tooth yes and there should be something visible there now jerry's very sore so i i i thought maybe that the irritated gum around the tooth maybe un, it got inflamed Perhaps. and engulfed the tooth hopefully because otherwise he swallowed it and it's gonna have to sift through his poop to get yeah because you, you got to make sure that passes if you swallow your cap or, or your tooth yeah that just can't be sitting in your intestines. No, not a good thing. No, not a good thing at all. So uh, here's a, a do a little uh, housekeeping, as they say. Today is Thursday. Yes. Uh, we do a post-game podcast. Yep. Tomorrow, Fridays, is just the warm-up show. Correct. Uh, you are on vacation starting tomorrow. Correct. Uh, there'll be no uh, warm-up show or post-game podcast next week. Because both you and Jerry and... Boomer, are off. And you. And me. Next week is uh, only Geo with uh, Sal mm-hmm. and CeeLo. Right, and Fleegs in the producer chair. Mm-hmm. And I think Big Zoo and Brian Rascona doing the week for me. Okay, so there, there you go. Yeah. But those will be good shows, Geo with uh, Sal. Yes, very They're easy. They're uh, longtime friends. Yes, they are. Uh, those will be a good, fun, energetic program. We'll have uh, NFL camps in full swing. Oh, yes. And the Mets and Yankees, of course. So uh, you are going on a, a long journey. You're you're going to Maine or something? Uh, New Hampshire. New Hampshire? About 800-plus miles. Is that right? Uh, up to the last town uh, in New Hampshire before you get to Canada. And you're you're uh, driving? Driving. Driving halfway because I got, you know, the two dogs. One is older, so breaking it up. I'm going to go up to uh, Brattleboro, Vermont, and then going to then continue up to Pittsburgh. No H at the end, uh, New Hampshire. So you and your wife and two dogs. Yes, and uh, 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 friends of ours are also driving up. Uh, they're staying with us uh, for the week, and uh, but they're 
just going to do it all in one shot. Okay, so they're not following you because that's annoying. It, it, that's quite annoying. For a long trip. It's hard yes. enough to, like, hey, follow me to the store down yes, the road and correct. not have somebody get in front follow of you. Follow me to Pittsburgh, New Hampshire. It's not like, happening. Put, I always just say, it's like, put it in, the, put it in Google Maps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do that. Now, are you going to Google map it, or are you going old school, and you're going to take out an atlas and figure out your trip? Well, I don't do the atlas anymore because I look at the route on Google Maps on my home PC. Okay. So I And I've, I've been up there, and I know the area, but like I don't know northern New Hampshire that well. But prior to in my research and planning for the trip, and you know I love maps. You do love a good map. So I... Uh, I, I Basically, I don't need the GPS because it's all in my head. You know where you're going. And I have a decent sense of uh, direction anyway, but I still like to look at the map. And so I'll have that knowledge in my head. And I'll also have uh, on the uh, GPS uh, Google Maps just because if there's a an accident or exactly. a change in route, I want to be able to take advantage of right. their suggestions. Now, let me ask you this. A long trip like this, uh, what's the hour time for uh, you? It's not as bad as you might think. It's probably about five hours, uh, a little less, up to Brattleboro, and then uh, another about the same, dis- same length, uh, four and a half, up to Pittsburgh. So, so you're looking at about 10 hours up, 10 hours back. Yeah, roughly, with stops and, you know, bathroom breaks and let the dogs out and all that stuff. So what do you and your wife listen to in the car? Well, we were actually discussing that. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yesterday. We'll usually try to find a book on tape that we can agree on. uh, But then don't you both... The problem with, like, a book on tape or a podcast, aren't you then afraid to talk in that you're going to interrupt the other person listening to the book on tape? That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be a quiet ride up. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and, but she will invariably fall asleep in the car. Oh, okay. She's a big sleep in the car situation. So then I'll have to, you know, turn it off and then just scout around for radio stations that I like. So you'll do that where you look for local radio stations yes. as you drive through yeah, places. Seek. Yeah. You that know, is like cool. On, on drives that I do all the time. Uh, from like when we go down to see uh, her sisters in the D.C. area. Like I know all the classic rock stations that I can pick Yeah, uh, on the way down. But then up there, I think I, I know one Poughkeepsie one, but then there's a Hudson Valley and blah, blah, blah. But as you go up further, I, I don't, I'm not up there enough to know, and I don't feel like researching. I'll just seek and listen to a song that I find a song that I like, and then hopefully that station won't fade out in 20 miles. Right. And then you could hear some of the local DJs. Yes. The local jocks. Mm -hmm. Now, are you the only person behind the wheel on this trip? Yes. Yes. She does not, she doesn't hate driving, but she doesn't love it. And I, I love it. You love driving. I do. Now you will, you'll take the SUV, yes? Oh, yes. Okay. And uh, you're not all jamming in your uh, SUV. We we put a, uh, a dog pen. Let's, we flatten it out. It's not, a, it's not a cage. It's just like a pen because they're not going to break out of it. Yeah. Just so we can sort of, when we have to go out to dinner, we can just close them in in the cabin and, you know, put their bed in there and they're all good to go. So we'll put the, the little pen in the back of the uh, CRV and then put the dog bed on top of it. And so they have a nice little spot for the trip up. And I have a, a turtle, if you know what a turtle is. I don't know what a so turtle a, is. You know, like a cargo container on the top of the CRV. Oh, okay, yeah. And it kind of looks like a turtle. Because shell. it's aerodynamic. Correct. And so we load up that, 
and put the dogs in the back. So we actually, and I have to bring a full size spare, right. which there's, they don't, cars don't come with them anymore. And in the back of my, underneath uh, where the, the dogs will be is a, is the, just the donut spare. But the roads that we are going to be taking are like gravel woods road. So they do recommend you bring a full size spare. So we'll, where, where will that spare go? It's not going to fit in the back on... seat. Yeah, it's not going to fit in the... No. So that's why everything, like, non-perishable, because we're bringing some, you know, the dog food and some snacks and, you know, my insulin and all that stuff. That'll go in the back seat with the full-size spare. And believe it or not, there is enough room um, because of the turtle put all the soft and non-perishable stuff up there, all the clothes, all that other stuff. Now, I asked Jerry Recco this. I want to see if you're different. Jerry's going to Baltimore or... or no, no, uh South Carolina, Myrtle mm-hmm. Beach. I said to Jerry, this is a long drive. Will you take your car in for a once-over where they change the oil, they look around, they make sure your tires don't have nails mm-hmm. in them before you start, they make sure your car is in tip-top shape before you head on this long journey. Will you do a similar thing? Well, I heard you guys talking about that. Yeah. And I knew that the CRV was... I, I could make it up and back. Like, I think the check the engine thing comes on when you're or you know you do for an oil change i think it comes on when your oil has 15 percent left all right in the hondas i believe it might be 20 whatever so the other day because that was in my head because you guys talked about it i saw that it was 30 percent i was like mm. mm, question and i'm going i'll be putting 1700 or maybe even because we'll be driving around up there gonna go up to canada i'll probably put 2000 miles on in the week so I was like, let me just take it. I have a slow leak pain in the ass. Tire pressure light comes on on this one tire for my CRV. So we took it to the to the Mavis, got it all checked out, good to go. So did you have to get the tire fixed? Uh, that one was fixed, yes. But everything else, everything was checked and good to go. So you're feeling good about yourself oh, getting in that car. Very good, yeah. You're going to have some snacks. Oh, yeah. A little iced coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, a pretzel. Got my emergency juice right next to me in case my sugar crashes. Right, can't have that happening. Yeah, and uh, away you go. Yeah, and it's uh, we've done a lot of these trips up to the New England area over the years since we've had the dogs because you know we do these vacations where we want to take the dogs with us. So we've actually not done that many. We went to Rocky Mountain National Park in sixteen. We went to Crater Lake. In Oregon, and I forget when we went there. Uh, but, you know, we've done a lot of these local New England things since we've had the dogs. And we really haven't gone anywhere for a vacation in with the, in, the, in a plane for, you know, quite a few years with the pandemic and all. Right. Is it possible your dogs have been more places than me? Uh, I would say, yeah. Well, they haven't been to Europe, and you've been to Europe. That's true. But uh, they've certainly done more traveling than you. That's for right. sure. And they go hiking when they go oh, to yeah. these places. Yeah, they yeah they do. They love it. They you know take the leash off and they go, you know, just follow us on the trail. They're very good hiking dogs. You could take a dog off a leash on a hiking trail and it's going to follow you. Uh, yeah. If it, it depends on the breed, depends on the dog and how much you've trained them and all this. But um, our dogs are not the labs. My other dog, Raymond, who's not coming with us, is a terrier, pit bull terrier mix, blah, blah. He would is not a good hiker because he would catch a scent of whatever 
and there's lots of things to chase in the woods, and he'd be gone, and who knows how the hell when we would get him back. See, I think I'd rather have Pitbull mix Raymond in the woods in case a bear. I would feel like he's uh, got a shot at uh, eating, a, uh, like fighting a bear. He, he would have no chance against a black bear. Better mm. than your labs. Uh, yes, and better than me. If but he has Pitbull jaws and those it, kick in it, well, on a bear arm. He does not. He's not a full pit. He's oh. like 60%, and he does not have the Pitbull jaw strength. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, like, I give him pills all the time. You know that little trick where you pop the dog's <laughs> Yeah, jaws, I'm uncomfortable doing jaws that. Jaws open and shut. He, his jaws are not strong. I mean, they're stronger than ours, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, and stronger than the labs, but he is does not have the biting strength of a true pit or of a shepherd or or any any of those you know more sort of dogs that you don't want to get bit by. Yeah, see, I'm very bad at doing that, forcing a pill down my dog's throat. Mm-hmm. You do something where you can that you click the jaw open. Yeah, I kind of put my fingers around their jaw on both sides. Yeah. And press it and and they're not like they don't like it but yeah they, they don't, don't like fight it. me on it so it's maybe not that difficult but if there's a trick to it you just pop the jaw open then put the pill as far back as you can stick it on top of their tongue yeah then close their mouth hold it closed and rub their throat and right with just, their with their head up yes and instinctually they have to swallow <laughs> so yeah it, i have success with that like 99 percent of the time I have to keep like lunch meat turkey in my refrigerator in case my dog needs a pill. Oh, yeah, people do that. Like they'll do the peanut butter and yeah. this and that, you know, to get them to lick it. But mind, I just do it. Now, when I had cats, oh my God, that was a, that cats are tough. Right. Cause you try to pry open a cat's oh, mouth, they're just going to go and, at you. And the cat's teeth are hell of a lot sharper. They're like pins. Oh my God. Yeah, that's, that's a bad scene. Now, uh, you said you have to stop over one night in a hotel? Motel. Motel, and they accept dogs. Oh, yeah, I have to always check that. I have to, and a lot of times there'll be uh, some people, oh, yes, we're pet friendly. Uh, Then it's like one dog, and it has to be under 30 pounds. (laughs) Okay. You're like, how about two dogs? Yeah, that they're both 65 pounds. Yeah. So, you know, you have to make sure that that's okay. And I've like that when I went up for Gunner's wedding to the Berkshires, the place that uh, I went said that the dogs had to be 30 pounds. But I was like, eh, eh, close enough. Eh, eh. So I, I, I fudged that and I brought them in the other way. And then, that was good. And then when the people like would see the dogs, like, you know, the, the, like oh, the staff, they're oh you know, yeah, because they they're friendly dogs. Oh, yeah. They were, they didn't care. So. These places, what they don't want is like scary pit bulls. Yes. Rottweilers. Oh, they don't want aggressive or barker barking dogs. Right, but sometimes those those little under thirty dogs yap more than. Oh yes, the, they do. You yeah. know, the bigger oh. dogs sometimes don't don't bark at all. Correct, that's correct. So, but you know, everybody thinks their pet is the best. And yeah, there's no problem. But and then you're okay to leave your dogs in the hotel room yes. when you go out to yeah, dinner. Yeah, they're, they're they're good. They they travel so well. But again, these are the dogs that we raised as seeing eye puppies. Oh, so they are more disciplined. So they and they, that's part of the training is that we get them in the car and take them everywhere from when they're seven weeks old. So they're used to it. Doesn't they don't get freaked out? They don't care. They don't have any negative. That my dogs actually like going to the vet. You know they don't freak out or anything like that because some people only put their car a dog in the car when they're going to the yeah. vet and then they have a negative association but my dogs are very 
easygoing and they're seeing eye bred. So they, they travel very well. And then generally we're, we're on vacation. We go out hiking with them because what else are you going to do with dogs? You know, uh, and by the end of the day, because it's new and it's fun and it's the woods, they are zonked. So when we come back, take a shower, they're in their pen, they're yeah, zonked they're out. They're out. And they're, they're, you know, they don't make a peep. Yeah. Yeah, growing up, my dogs only went in the car to go to the vet. So anytime they went in the car, they knew they were getting a shot. Right, or something negative. Yeah. But, and even though my dogs obviously get shots and all, when they, they just, they're just happy dogs and they like to peep, like people and the, the vet uh, people, uh, the people at the vet office like them because some of the dogs they get are scared and, or, you know, aggressive and, my dogs are all just, ah. They're excited to go for the vet. Yeah, so they, uh, and my dogs are not what they call alarm barkers, where some people, if they have, you know, you have your dog in your house and somebody walks by, somebody rings the bell, they bark. Yeah. It's just alarm barking is what they call it. Mine, the labs, don't do that. So that's another good thing. If somebody walks by the cabin where we're staying, they're not going to freak out. Oh, so then when you get up top there, you're in an actual, like, Cabin, cabin. Yeah, well, in the I woods. Mean, uh, no, this is this is the place I'm uh, staying is called at Bear Tree, and they have many different like uh, options. And one of the options is uh, cabins by uh, on the shore of the first Connecticut Lake, which is where we'll be. But it's got like you know, it's got uh, the two bedrooms. It's got a loft up uh, top. It's and got a it's, regular shower, and, and yes, and it's got a kitchen. Uh, you know, it's a full kitchen, a stove, so we can cook some meals there and all that. But no air conditioning. But I checked the, you know, temperatures. Yeah. For like traditionally up there, and I also I checked looking out the highest it's going to get is like eighty. Oh, perfect. And it's going to be in the uh, when we wake up, it's going to be like fifty three. So no worry, it's a lot cooler up there. Yeah, I got to find a place to take whimsy. So I want yeah. to leave my dog for a week. Yeah. Well, you know I mean, mean, would she? She also doesn't like. Things. Like she's particular, but very particular. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I, I, you know, would she like to hike in the woods or? We wouldn't get anywhere. She'd be smelling everything nonstop. Yeah. Well. Yeah, because my dogs like to do that, but they also know they do want to stay with us, and they know we've got the treats and we've got the water, <laughs> which, right? Which helps. But they're not going to want to run away from us. They're going to want to stay with us. Yeah, so. I wonder if she would hike. Because yeah. she has lost that prey drive to chase squirrels mm-hmm. and things, which she was very high when I got her two years ago. Well, she would, like, go nuts. There's many, like, trails around you where, where you can take her on leash. Test it out. To test it out. Like Shark River is not far from you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. they have a nice little trail system over there uh, um, by uh, not down by the shore but up a little there's a place you can go we've hiked there and it's not really like um the kind of trail where it would be dangerous to keep them on leash yeah. because of the elevation and rocks and roots and all that stuff so i would try it out and see yeah. how she does yeah because i feel weird like putting her in the dog hotel for a week that's a mm-hmm. long time yeah but you are limited in where you can stay and also what you can do. Basically, we're limited to outdoor activities. And when we take them with us, like we're going to go up to Canada one day. And so I had to look where, you know, I looked at there was a hike that we're going to do. And then I wanted to swing around, go to this other little small town 
um, oh, well, big town, small city. But I had to see if there was a place that had a, a, a restaurant that had outdoor seating that you could sit with your dogs. Right. Because not all, not all outdoor seating places will allow your dog. Gina was telling me, I think it's Marriott. I think all of them now yes. are. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable because some of them are fancy. Yeah, yeah. But they're all supposedly dog friendly mm-hmm. now. Now they'll have certain, you know, it's not every room, but like this at this at Bear Tree, like some of their properties, like where they had the actual, you know, they're in, uh, no dogs. The dogs were only in the cabins and and not in this other one larger cabin for like a whole family that weren't allowed there but yeah you, but you have to you have to check and and you, even at a marriott there'll be certain rooms that makes sense that are the dog rooms just and like dog used floors. to be uh like uh smoking rooms right every one right 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 so this is a similar thing and i think that's more for not even like you know pooping on the floor or anything like that because god knows people do a lot worse i yeah, sure things. do yeah but i think it's more for allergies right that makes sense. Because you can never get all the dog hair. Right. <laughs> dogs must love that, though. They go in a hotel room that other dogs have been in. They oh, must yeah, be yeah. going nuts. Right. And even though they, they clean it, they don't clean it like, you know, a dog's nose can still pick it up. Right. They smell like 10,000 more than if us. if you have a dog that likes to mark. Yeah, it's my dog. If Right. So you have to watch that because a lot of dogs will, if they smell another dog, they just have to <laughs> mark. And, of course, there's pee on the floor. So no, just pee all no over good. my Marriott hotel Yeah, room. right. So you always, uh, we bring a cleanup kit, but not that <laughs> our, our dogs really, well, Raymond is, but not the other, the two labs are, are not really, especially not Cooper. Because they're uh, seeing eye and, uh, dogs. Yes, and also they're just, they're, the seeing eye dogs are not at all like alpha-ish. They don't need to be right. peeing over other dogs' pee. Yes. For the most part. My dog will even poop or pee on goose poop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a, so that's weird. Just, what animals do. Yeah. And and she's a female too, female, right? Yeah. It does, but yeah, it doesn't matter. But she lifts her leg a yeah. lot of times yeah, to do like, it. Yeah, I, I was here. Yeah. Like, I'm here. Hey. Yeah. The hell with you. This is <laughs> this is my pee. This is I'll be peeing here from here. All right, Eddie, will you enjoy your trip oh, to yes. New Hampshire? Yes. And uh we'll do fine without you tomorrow, I suppose. Oh, Fleegs is here. Fleegs is here. And uh, then next week, uh, everyone except Gio is out. So. Right. And for you and I, it would be, as we like to say, Jimmy Crack Corn. Jimmy right? Crack Corn and we don't care. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, uh, you and I will both be back that following Monday. Yes, but I probably won't see you till the 10th. Oh, right. I believe we're doing, and I don't, I'm not sure it's 100% confirmed. I think we're doing a, a giant remote and a Jets remote. Correct. Okay. That, again, that's probable. Yeah, probable. TV thinks it's happening. It's, so it's listed as probable. It's probably happening. Yeah. So I'll see you on the 10th. 10th. All right. All right. Sue? Sue? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're first time, long time, or all the time, call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, good morning, and hi there. My name is Al Dukes. I'm the co-host of the warm-up program. I I normally do this with a fellow named Jerry Recco. He is filling in for Geo. So CeeLo joins me on the warm-up program, as he has all week. Welcome, CeeLo. I was going to say, I mean, this is the fourth day in a row we're doing this now. Well, you never know when people tune in. That's fair. uh, You know, radio is one of those drop-in, drop-out, drop-back-in, drop-back-out sort of situations. Yes. You don't don't like to mess up people's routines, upset the apple cart. I understand that. They're like, where is Jerry Recco? Did he quit? No. Was he fired? Is he sick? No. Is he got COVID? (laughs) Does he have the monkeypox? No, he does not. Well, if he did, in fairness, he'd probably be doing the show from home then. Correct. In which case he, you know, could have joined that's you. That's true. But that's the that's way it true. goes. Unless he was really, listen, sometimes you get the COVID or the monkeypox and knocks you out for a Down couple for days. Down for the count, yeah. Down for the count, and uh, you can't even do it from home. That's how ill you are. Right. You need you know the rest. Yeah, yeah a, I know what you're saying. Yeah. You need fluids, rest, orange juice, vitamin yeah. C. Getting up in the middle of the night, not conducive when you're not feeling well. Correct. Yeah. It is not. I got to tell you, though, CeeLo, I was fired up for Mets-Yankees Part 2 last night. Mm -hmm. I got what I thought I was going to get. Did you? I did. What was that? A low-scoring Max Scherzer domination. The Max Scherzer part, yes. You expected low scoring. You expected the Yankees to pitch well and hold the Mets to uh, a small amount of runs. Domingo Herman. Well, as many people uh, here told me I predicted was I predicted a two nothing Mets win. Which it was, it was right on track until Gleyber Torres hit the home run. He did. He ruined it. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised this game ended up as close as it was from a Yankees from a Yankee perspective. Is that right? Yes. I did not expect that the Yankees would be able to scratch anything off of Scherzer, which they didn't. Right. But I also did not expect them to hold the Mets to two runs until the ninth inning. It was, as uh, Peter Schwartz just said in the update, high drama. It was so awesome when it was Judge versus Scherzer with two men aboard two different times. Yeah. Steer egg three both times. So Not the best night for so Judge. Great. Not going to pick on him because he's had a great season. But yeah. this was definitely a night to forget as far as his at-bats against Max Scherzer went. I think in that situation, uh, if you know, obviously, if you're a Met fan, you wanted to see that. If you're a Yankee fan, you wanted the home run. But I think if you I were... I taken a base hit. I think if you were a baseball fan just checking in on this... You wanted either a strikeout there or a home run. Right. And nothing in between. The, uh, what do they call that? Um, you didn't want to pop up. Something result. 
There's a phrase that they use they now. They wanted uh, so I forget. Result, I forget yes. what I forget what it is. Yes. So that was just awesome. And you then, heard the, the buzz every time he came up in those spots. Yeah. You know, it was all of a sudden there was there was a, a, a feeling that you could hear through the TV broadcast from the crowd there at City Field. Correct. Uh, what was it? First and second with two out in the third inning was the first strikeout to mm-hmm. end the inning, and then it happened again in the seventh inning, first and third. And after that seventh inning one, when Scherzer went back to the dugout, man, he was he was slap high five and people. Yeah. Like, he was fired up. That was like Boomer knock, knocking us around here yeah. in the studio, giving high fives, checking people into walls. Yes. You heard the pop of the high five coming through yeah. the television. Yeah. I mean, I you've I love this Max Scherzer. Yeah. I he's call old him school. The anti Jacob DeGrom. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> he's yeah, fired up. He's into uh, it. Yeah, their mentalities, at least what oh. you see outwardly from them, very different. Yes. Yes. Very different. Hey, that's what works for him. It, does, it works for me, too, as a viewer. I understand. And as a Met fan. Mm-hmm. Man, that was tremendous. 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 Uh, you got a uh, Pete Alonzo home run. I mean... It couldn't have gone better. The walk-off, which you haven't mentioned the walk-off, yet. Uh, the Escobar double to lead off the ninth. Yes. Yes. The walk-off. Some more curious managing late in the game by Aaron Boone. Which uh, which ones were you thinking of here? Um. Well, I mean, I had no issue with them using Clay Holmes in the eighth inning considering where they were in the lineup, the old high-leverage spot lane, that the high-leverage lane. But late in that inning, with Jeff McNeil up, Matt Blake, the pitching coach, went out to the mound. They ended up pitching to McNeil. They got him out. But then what happened was Escobar led off the ninth, and Boone brings in Wandy Peralta, who's a lefty. Escobar, much better this season as a right-handed batter, switch hitter. So he hits lefties much better than he does righties from the left-hand side. So not facing Escobar in the eighth and or not having Holmes start the ninth, played right into Escobar's hands and the Mets' hands, and sure enough, bang, leadoff double, winning runs and scoring position, and then eventually Marte comes up and, and ends the game. Right. So from that standpoint, you know, it's like I feel like Buck and the Mets seem to be one step ahead. Now, let me say uh, let me say this because I know there were some folks that were slinging arrows at Boone on Twitter last night, and then you had the other side of the Yankee crowd saying, well, if Judge got one hit with runners in scoring position or if the Yankees got any hits with runners, you know, the offense didn't do its job. That's all. That's true. I'm not pinning the loss solely on Aaron Boone's shoulders, but by the same people that say, well, he can't go up and control what the hitters and the pitchers do on the field, agreed, what he can control are his decisions from a managerial standpoint. And you get late in the game, close game, tie game, and I'm not going to say there was anything like extremely glaring here, but those little intricacies of the game and the managing of the game and the bullpen usage, the lineup usage, and I thought in this case it played into the Mets' hands, and you give them credit for capitalizing on that situation because they got runner in scoring position in the last inning, and Starling Marte came through. The Yankees, just as they did in game one, had runners on base in a number of innings and an opportunity to cash in, and they didn't, and there's the difference in the game. Right. Just in those two judge situations we spoke about, had uh, two men on both times, two of those times. Right, and the night before... They had runners on in almost every inning against Taiwan Walker after the first inning when they hit the back-to-back homers, and they didn't come through. It was an issue in Baltimore over the weekend as well. Not in Sunday's game, but in Saturday's game, I think they were 114 with runners in scoring position. And I'd have to check on their numbers in this series, but it was dreadful in that, that category again. But watch, they'll go get fat on the Royals now for the next four days. 
Yes, they will. So Especially they, now that the Royals don't have uh, Andrew Benintendi on their team anymore. Yeah, the Yankees got him. What was that, in the middle of the night or just the it was. Uh, late I would night? say legitimately it was about a half hour after the game right ended. The so game it was like, oh, across. Yankees pulled the trigger as soon as they lost that game to the Mets. I don't know if that was just a coincidence. So, oh, it was, oh, it was a George Steinbrenner move. They lost to the Mets. Get me Benintendi. And it just works out that they're coming to New York. So he doesn't have to yeah, take a side weird. flight. They uh, they had a day game against the Angels yesterday at home. Now, I, I'm I'm very curious to know, and I don't know that we'll get this answer. Like, do the Royals go to him yesterday and say, "Hey, listen, as you're packing your ba- as you're packing for the flight, just be aware you might be not coming home with us." You know, just be aware you don't need to bring your Royals uniform. Right, well, that the team would handle oh, handle the team that. Would handle but, like, that part. They were they were they were taking a road trip either way. Right, they're coming to New York to play the Yankees, so he's packing a bag regardless. But do they give him the heads up? Hey, just be prepared. You know, you might not be coming back to Kansas right, you City might after need this. More luggage now. At some point, like when you get traded, you're allowed, I think, a certain amount of days to you know settle your personal affairs or whatever, or go back to your apartment, what 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 have you, house, whatever you've got, and pack your stuff up. But because of the timing of this, there's no doubt he was on the flight to New York, so. I'm curious to see, does he just come in and play tonight? Is he, in, is he in the starting lineup, or does he go back to Kansas City to gather his stuff and his belongings and then return? I say you got to put him in the lineup Well, tonight. I think the Yankees would like to. I'm just curious. Like, I think from a, like a players' union standpoint, like they have that option. Yeah, no, I, I think he'd want to be in the yeah, lineup tonight. Especially Let's since go. he was taking the road trip anyway. It's yes. like he should have enough to get through a couple of days, right, he's got and his, then he could figure out the rest. He's got his toothbrush and toothpaste, yeah. pair, a nice pair of jeans, and a nice shirt if right. he's going out. So tonight when he comes to the ballpark, or later today, instead of going into the visiting clubhouse... Goes over to the the home clubhouse, meets all his new teammates. They give him the pinstripes, see what number he selects. He was wearing 16 with the Royals, not available with the Yankees, of course. Does he have a beard? Um, That's a good question. Thank I you. feel like he has in the – I, I I'm not up on off. his current he, facial hair situation. I hope he brought his razors. Maybe he'll He's join uh, Matt Carpenter and go with the mustache. Stash. Yeah. Mustache. So that's not working out great for Carpenter post-All-Star no. break here. He had He's, a rough series against the Mets. He did. And uh, your boy Aaron Judge, 0 for 5 Yeah, last night. Three strikes. I think they said um, there was only one other pitcher, an individual pitcher this year, that struck him out three times in the same game. Is that, and that right? was Frankie Montas with the A's. So Scherzer got him three times. So, yeah, we haven't seen a lot of those from him this year, but Max definitely exposed him with off speed. Got him on the changeup, got him on the slider down and away, especially in that last at bat in the seventh. That was an ugly... Ugly swing at a breaking ugly. ball out of the zone. And David Cohn was – Boomer I know Boomer was at the game. There was a lot of talking from David Cohn last night. I, yeah, I agree. And he was just like, you know, he showed him the slider that had a good amount of plate. The next one had less. Now this third one's probably going to be out of the strike zone. And sure enough, it was. Oh. Now he did lay off one in the seventh there with two strikes. But later in the at-bat, Max got him on that slider down and down in the dirt, low and away. Is there more pressure on the pitcher or the hitter in that situation? Um, Both times, so let's say. I mean, in the seventh, I would yeah, say seventh. on the hitter, considering yeah. the Yankees had nothing on the board at that point. And Judge already had two strikeouts. Right. Exactly. Third time. Third time up. Scherzer. I don't think Scherzer really feels a lot of pressure. Yeah, I don't either. Or, th- or thrives on it. He has no feelings. He thrives. Some guys thrive on it. And he spoke about that a little bit after the game, just about the atmosphere and the environment of both fan bases being there and being loud and how that pumps you up. So some guys 
you know, respond well to it. Other people quiver in fear. He's obviously the former, not the latter. And the Braves lost again, yeah? They lost to the Phillies. Phillies Phillies took two out of three from Atlanta, yeah. Nice. So the Mets uh, off tonight go to Miami uh, tomorrow. Yes. I think think they traveled last night, honestly, because I saw the guys showing up to the ballpark with their suitcases and whatnot. Party plane. Get down there. Two-game sweep of the Yanks, party plane it down to Miami. Lindor hopped on SportsCenter after the game, and he mentioned his wife and, uh, I think, daughter were meeting them in Miami, and they were going to enjoy a nice day off. Down there in South Beach. Earlier in the year when they were out on the West Coast, they had uh, he and I think uh, I think it was Nito and someone else. They went to Disneyland on the off day. So I we'll recall. See, see what they do in uh, in Miami. In Miami? Today. Yeah. Got to celebrate. Yeah. Beat the Yankees two games. Sure. Shut them right down. Scherzer Shut with the down. win on his birthday. Yes. Wandy Peralta takes the loss on his birthday. Oh, see, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. That's Wandy right. Peralta, sit down. Yeah. Now, Max Scherzer uh, used Pitchcom yesterday. Yes. For the first time. Tomas Nito urged him to use it because they had the cross-up last Friday where Nito got drilled in the wrist. Right. So, Max, please, I'm begging you. <laughs> use this use the thing. Pitchcom. So they were using the Pitchcom, <laughs> but they were also using signals. So I don't know what they were doing. I don't know, but I know where you're headed, and that was they asked Scherzer about it after yeah. the game, and he's not a fan. He said it should be illegal. Yeah. He likes the stealing signs aspect. He likes to come having to come up with complex signs. Yeah. He likes the idea when someone's on second, they can try to figure out your signs, thinks yes. it's part of the game. Old school. That being said, he said, I'll probably use it again. He did because it's one of those things where, you know, once it's allowed in the rest of the league, he because he, he first said, I admit it works. I can understand where it's a benefit, but he liked the opportunity to have an advantage not even from a sign stealing standpoint from a, from a pitcher standpoint of using such a complex series of signs that they couldn't steal from you so knowing right. hey other guys they're picking up their they they they're up on what's going on that ain't happening to me so that gives me a further advantage as yeah. a pitcher so i i i appreciated that answer it's in the very honest, obviously, did and you, I get it. Did you see when he and Nito were talking uh, in between one of the innings and the, the guys on ESPN were like, oh, he's shouting at Nito. He wasn't. He's just an intense he's dude. An animated, just, intense guy. Yeah. I'm sure just talking about the signals. He wasn't screaming at the right. guy and throwing things. Well, everything for him looks like screaming, like you just said, and he came in after the seventh. <laughs> yeah. You know, there you could hear this. I don't know if the screaming was from him or the yell, the high fiving was loud, but his back was kind of to the camera. But you heard in the dugout some like audible yelling. I don't know if that was somebody else, but he was obviously going right down the line and right high fiving guys with oh, the yeah. glove, with the hand. He was pumped. Yeah, that was awesome. That was such a great atmosphere. And I'm hoping for the same thing when they play the Braves. We should get that right, like a um, playoff type atmosphere. It'll be good. I don't know. Well, because you don't they, think it'll be as intense as I think. It, I think it depends on where the standings are at when that series. I know it's coming. It's what? Not this weekend. It's next weekend, and it's a five gamer because oh, they have damn. the doubleheader on Saturday. Oh damn! Um, but yeah, I mean, Yankees Red Sox at its peak was very intense, but in the last few years, I feel like not as much. I mean, people get into it. The crowds are big, but not. I mean, this. Because the Yankees and the Mets don't play as much, I think there's... And because both teams are good this year, first place, tighten the standings, you know, Mets with the Braves, and Yankees with the Astros for best record in the AL, there was a lot on the line. So I think from that standpoint, that's why maybe it was a little bit more intense. Not to say that 
Mets Braves won't be exciting. I mean, I'm sure there'll be big crowds to be into it. I don't know if it'll be quite what we saw the last couple of days. Now, if they meet in September, late in September, with the division on the line, absolutely. But they've still got a ways to go. Yeah, I was hoping that watching those these past two games, it was like you do wish Stanton was able to play and Cole he usually was able kills to the pitch. Mets too. Yeah, it would have been just yeah. a little more interesting. Well, maybe to have we the get best. that in the Bronx at the, the end of August. And no or pressure now on the Mets. And 22nd. When they go to the Bronx, even if they lose two, they split the the series for the season. Yeah, there's no pressure, no pressure. from a Subway Series standpoint. But again, where what a you know if the if the Met Brave situation doesn't really separate itself a whole lot, then that pressure, quote unquote, is always there. Right now, they've got a nice little cushion. All of a sudden, I think it's four on the loss side. But that just as that went from what a one game on the loss side, I think the last within the last few days, I mean, it can change quickly. I heard pre- pressure is a privilege. It is. So I heard someone say and around here. And the Mets certainly seem to embrace that the last yes. couple of days. And oh, it starts yes. with the manager. Bring it on. I had 86 vibes last night oh, watching this game. <laughs> Good. You got your uh, your 86 I, shirt on there? I sure do. My mm-hmm. seven. I got all my seven-line shirts out there. How many seven-line shirt, Mets shirts you own oh, here? Uh, the ones that I still own? What do you mean still well, own? Well, because... Seven Line's been around a long time. I have had a lot of uh, shirts over the years, but I currently How have... How long have they been around? I think when we started uh, in at FAN, they started somewhere really? right around there. Yeah, but he didn't have the rights to the Mets stuff, so he would just put out So you've that since s- retired some of the shirts, some or of they, they got, they got what, worn out, or yeah. threw them out? Or, uh, yeah, or I got fatter at a time, and I got rid of them, and now I'm <laughs> slimmed up again. See what I do with those shirts that get a little ratty? Yeah, I keep them and I use them. I I go to you know around the house or to bed. Are you guy wears a shirt to bed or no? Yeah, so, so that's a perfect. Well, how many thing. of those shirts do you need? I is you know, I like the minimalist approach where it's like you know it's time to, like Marie Kondo says as well. You thank your shirt for providing you with uh, comfort <laughs> and protection, and then you let it go. Uh-huh. It's okay to let it go. It's good to a decluttered home. CeeLo is a decluttered mind. Got it. Of course, I'm as usual. My daily, my mind goes right to Seinfeld. What were the what did he name the shirts? Uh the Jerry the T. It was I think it was an earlier episode. Yes, it was. I forget the name of the first one, but oh, Golden Boy. Golden yes, Boy. Yes, and then yeah. Golden Boy. He had he died essentially, and the Golden Boy's the son, I think, or brother, Baby Blue. Baby so Blue. He was yeah. naming his T-shirt. Yeah, because sometimes you gotta let them go, like yeah. children. Let's take a quick break here. Uh, Boomer and uh, Jerry Recco will be here at 6 o'clock. When we come back, I, we have some more on uh, Mets Yankees. I've got a couple of Jets notes, and I have a couple of NFL notes. I got a little tease for right? when we get to the first update segment. I'm oh, not going to play got? it here, but uh, Sal called into Keith McPherson's show, and they had uh, quite the back and forth from oh, a really? Mets Yankee standpoint. Yep. So we had a little Met-Yankee rivalry playing out on Ooh, the like fan airwaves uh, in the wee hours of this morning. Let me ask you this. Was it playful or was it... Uh, I think it started it playful, the... but there were definitely some some jabs exchanged wow. on both sides. Ooh. So I've not had a chance to listen to all of it yet, but I've heard a few of the clips. And um, it's, it's interesting. That's a nice radio tease. Yeah. All right. Uh, back in just... Uh, I think this break is only 30 seconds long. So <laughs> be back very shortly. By the way, oh, welcome back to the uh, warm-up program. My name's Al Dukes. I'm with CeeLo this morning. Eddie Scazzeri also joins us. Hate to break it to 
fan and Paul Turner and those who put together that spot about the best in baseball, but the Dodgers now own the best winning percentage in baseball, for for being fair. Well, Boomer says the Yankees are third best in baseball behind the Astros, the Dodgers, and then the Yankees. When did he say that? Yesterday. I think he was trying to needle Yankees. Okay, he's not, he's, he's, that's his opinion. He's not basing that on record or statistics. He's basing it on the fact that the Yankees can't beat the Astros. Right. Well, that's fair. And I, thinks, I, I don't disagree with that. But and then um, he thinks the Dodgers are better than them, too. But I think he's just trying to needle you Yankee fans. I'm sure he is. But, I mean, right now the Dodgers have a better win percentage, and the Astros got the best of the Yankees in the season series. Right. It's only uh, July 28th, though. Okay. We'll see what happens uh, come the fall. Come real October, serious, real serious October baseball, as Steve Summers would say. Or Rocktober I baseball. It's a serious October baseball. By the way, I heard that promo goes, uh, you're hearing winning uh, the Yankees. Yankees. Um, I, I was reading the Yankees and Odyssey have uh, re-upped. Yes, Randy Levine was on with Carton and Roberts to discuss that yesterday. Did he say uh, when? I didn't hear the, the interview. I just I got the notification that he was coming on. Because I was reading uh, <laughs> Andrew Marchand had the length of the deal, although. He initially said into the 2030s, and then he yeah. later corrected and said late in this decade. Late yeah. in the 20s? Yeah. Okay, because uh, the Odyssey uh, press release did not have. Yeah, I don't know years. that you specify the exact year, but late in the twenties was the last thing I saw. Yeah. So I don't know. You want to call it a five, six-year deal, something like now, that? What is going on here? Yeah, well, good what question. Is, John. What is going on here is uh, you'll be hearing all of your Yankee games continuing here on WFN. Yes, Marshan also he spoke with John. Oh, is that right? He's, you know he's. Enjoying the fact that he's taken some time off, feels uh, rejuvenated from missing some of these road trips, but he didn't rule out returning to 162-game schedule next year. Then I saw, it was becoming the Andrew Marshan podcast, yes. but that he also had a name of a guy who will, who he thinks is, is the leading, yes. leading candidate to take over for story, John. Yeah. Yes. Brendan Burke. Correct. The Islanders play-by-play man. He also does some hockey nationally. He filled in a couple of the road series with Susan this year. Wow, what a gig that would be. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I didn't realize this. I guess his dad uh, was a New York sports reporter, and when he was a kid, he spent time at Yankee Stadium, and there's, uh, I guess, a picture of him with Sterling and Michael Kay in the radio booth. And he was like nine. Wow. He was in, it's got a picture with the two of them in the radio booth, and he could now potentially... Replace John at some point, or maybe split the season with him. I don't know how they're going to choose to do that. I like we'll when see. that happens. You know that Super Seventies Sports Twitter. That's a great hand, Twitter account. Great yes. Twitter account. He yesterday or two days ago posted a picture of a young, a child Jim Kelly getting an autograph from Terry Bradshaw. That's excellent. That was really cool. A child Jim Kelly getting for yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess that would make sense. I think he was like a teenager, maybe uh, uh, younger than a teenager. Really? He like maybe he was twelve. I mean, Bradshaw, the bulk of his career was in the 70s, no? Yeah. And Jim Kelly in the early the 90s. 90s was a veteran at that point. No. Yes, he was. When they were making the Super Bowl runs? He was a veteran? Yeah, he was had to be in his 30s at that point, uh, no? Well, dude was in his prime. I, Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, I would say for a quarterback around 30, probably was, in your prime. He was the original Machine Gun Kelly, yeah. not this He was born in 1960, who's... dude. He was born in 1960? Yeah. I was born in 69. That's true. I mean, when did Bradshaw... I See, I think of Bradshaw as... Uh, He's like a 70... I think of Terry Bradshaw in 1978. 1977. Yeah. His prime. He got drafted in 70. 
Prime time. So maybe it was like early on. See, he wasn't a kid. He was probably, Jim Kelly was probably. He had a bowl he, cut. He, bro, he had to be at least 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said okay. 12. Well, I said teenager. The third, you said twice a teenager. You said 12. 13 yeah. could be 13. He's a teenager. Uh, teenager's All right, uh, we're splitting 17. hairs here now. No, it's 13 to 19. That's <laughs> a range. I'm just saying, when I when I see a thing on the uh, 1010 Wins uh, Twitter feed that goes, a uh, group of teens causing trouble, to you me, those are 17 year olds. Yeah, that's probably, in that case, that's probably true. Nothing but getting an punks. autograph from Terry Bradshaw could be 13. You don't have to be 17. All right. Fair enough. Anyway, it's cool. Yeah. Just like this Brendan Burke fella. If yeah. he ends up getting the job, that's cool. Yeah. He had a picture in the booth. I think he was nine. Them, as a nine year old. And now he's a grown man. Jacob DeGrom had his final rehab start. It was a joke. I don't know. That's a little strong. <laughs> oh, really? What were you watching the live stream on MILB.com? No, I've read the stats. Okay. Total Who cares joke. about the stats as long as it aren't? As long I feels do. good. No, no. When you're giving up two home runs. Oh, no, two home runs. Oh. To two guys that will never see the major leagues. Who cares? That's embarrassing. Doesn't matter. As long as his arm feels good. It's the only thing that matters. Do you think he sh- he's tradable at this point? Jacob DeGrom? Tradable? Yeah, like that we would get something real for him? Um, yeah. Not well, what let's you would... do it. Why? What does that accomplish? Anymore. You're not interested? Yeah, not interested anymore. Okay. I've got a new uh, guy. The Mets His name only is... have World Series aspirations. Yeah. Let's trade Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, yeah right. for Cause, something cause he, big. Cause he, like what? Like Juan who? Give Soto. Me a... <sighs> that makes That's no right. sense for the Nationals. Nothing. Well, They want young, controllable... Major League ready talent. Oh, I don't know. Not guys who are in their mid thirties who want to get paid. Turn on the Yankees for Aaron Judge. <laughs> Stop. Aaron Judge. Being silly now. I'm just saying, I've lost complete interest in Jacob. DeGrom. I'll tell you when you won't lose interest when he goes out and starts shoving against the Nationals yeah. next week, and then he comes out in the third inning. Oh, oh, I'm feeling soreness. Well, I'll tell you what. When that happens, then you can write him off. Right I've now, got... right now, you have to be optimistic. There's upside. There's promise. There's potential. I have a new man, CeeLo. His name is Max Scherzer. Okay, guess what? You need more than one in October, pal. I don't know. Especially when you're facing the likes of the Dodgers or the Braves Why or the Cardinals. Do- I would just treat Max Scherzer like uh, the Brewers treated uh, CC Sabathia. Yeah, how'd that work out? Pretty good. Did it? What did the Brewers do in the playoffs that year? I don't remember. Hmm. Pretty sure they didn't win a series. They rode CC down the stretch of the regular season yeah, to get the into the postseason. Yeah, ride him like yeah. a pony. That's what I would do yeah. to Max Scherzer. Right. And then they couldn't pay him. The Yankees did, and he won a World Series in his first year in New York. I'd put a saddle right on Max Scherzer and ride him <laughs> around. whip him? I don't need to whip him. He's he's good. At, he, he's a thoroughbred. He doesn't need any coaxing like a horse. Gotcha. He's a thoroughbred is right. He's a triple crown winner. Mm-hmm. Did you follow Max Scherzer the in the postseason last year? No. Where his, basically his arm bl- died on him. It did? Yeah. He didn't blow it out, but it was it was dead by the he said, he had he dead arm? Say, I got nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't be I don't know that I'd be riding that horse too strongly until you get to the postseason. I got nothing. Having that one two punch would be helpful. I got nothing. So I like Taiwan Walker. I like Carlos Carrasco. I like Chris Bassett, but they're I, not in the same category as a healthy Jacob DeGrom. I'm gonna stick with my prediction that I made with Mr. Peter Schwartz here. Peter Schwartz. A week from Today, a week ago uh-huh. today. What was that? This season, Jacob DeGrom will not make a playoff start for the Mets. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't say that's going out on a limb when you look at how the last couple of years have gone. Oh, really? Because you just told me not to trade him. I, what, no, because what does that accomplish? 
You're not getting Juan this, Soto for DeGrom. I don't need... That's what I'm saying. Okay, so so what... He's not worth anything anymore. No, it's not that he's not worth anything. Of course you could get something for him, but is that something going to give you a better chance to win the World Series than finding out if uh, Jacob DeGrom can be healthy enough to pinch, in, uh, pitch into October? It's just not a, it's not a feasible move. I feel like a WFAN caller. Trade to Grom. Yeah, that's what exactly right. If I were, if you were screening your call right now, you'd you'd hang up. No, no today I, I would take I would take that call today. I'd be like, yeah, I'm with you, fella. Please right. hang on. Well, yeah, because it's in line with what you feel. Yeah, that's that's right. So there's the there's the trick. If you want to call the morning show and you want to get on the air, you have to basically mimic what Al feels, and then he'll put your call through. Or if he disagrees, you got no shot. Or, You're done. Or mock one of the. Current people on air hosting. If you have one of those in yeah, your right. you That's also get right through. A non-morning show host. No, no. Even a current morning oh, okay. show host. I'll put Boomer those, or Jerry. Those yeah. Okay. Boomer or Jerry or when Gio's here, Gio, sure. I'll, I'll slide those through. Okay. Anything fun like that. Confrontate. You like confrontation yeah. on the air. Yes. Yeah, you do. On the air and on on social Twitter. media. Yeah. yeah. Not in person. Not in person, no. no. Although I did uh, go up to that guy who didn't clean up after his dog, and that was one-on-one confrontation. Yeah. I did do that. You, you, um, but it was someone I felt like if there was a brouhaha, you could have taken. I him. had a chance. That's why you had. To, you had some. You had some initial confidence. Correct. It's like one time many years ago, uh, a family, a, a, a car full of a family it was uh, a husband, wife, car and, full of and people, two a very family, Got young it. kids. Yeah. They threw their entire McDonald's garbage bag out the window. That's a bad job. And I followed them to their home. Only because I could see that I can, in fact, would able to be able to beat them up if they came at me. You followed them to their home, and you did you confront them? I did. I go. How many years ago was this? Um, well, happy when I was uh, probably two thousand one. So okay, pre fan, pre boomer and carton, pre boomer and carton. Uh, and it was a, it was in a neighborhood. Now, so. were you in Florida at this point? No, this was You're in uh, Island, New Jersey. Okay. And uh, I followed them to their home, and they pulled in their driveway, and I. Rolled down my window. I go, you threw your garbage out the window. Go get it. Yeah, and did and they? I, oh, I drove, oh, I drove away. Oh, okay. Great. So I don't know if they did. And you didn't go back and pick it up? I didn't go back so and pick it up. So you just wanted no. the satisfaction of letting them know that you saw it. I saw it. it. Got it. And I was not afraid to confront you. You weren't afraid. You took the time to go to follow them and confront them, mm-hmm. but did not have enough time to go back and clean up the litter. I don't clean up other people's trash. I see. I yell at them to I, do it. Okay. Let's take a break, CeeLo. I've got jet stuff on the other side. The Red Sox wore the yellows again. They lost. Well. Two in a row. They got to stop wearing those yellow unis. Yeah. I guess they decided to wear them for the series with the Guardians. Right. Back to their losing ways. All right. Break. Sorry. Go break. Uh, I got, I've got one, two, three Jets notes. Three. On the other side. Threefold. Wow. Okay. And then I I've got to one, two, three, four NFL notes. Notice no giant notes. No giant notes. Boring. Right. Sorry, you're boring. It's like when the when the Jets had Rex Ryan, they were always so exciting because yeah. they, they were always something to talk about. This is like this Jets team. Got a quarterback involved with mom's friends. And by the way, teammates seem to be celebrating that. Oh, absolutely. It's <sighs> celebrated. It's a celebratory cream pie. <laughs> uh, Gio. No, not Gio. Gio's on vacation still. <laughs> Jerry <laughs> and Mr. Boomer size in at six. We'll be back very shortly. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I'm here with CeeLo. Now, this warm-up program is on from 5 to 6 a.m. live on WFAN. 
It is also on the free Odyssey app, That's wherever right. you may be. So if you've moved to Florida, like a lot of people are moving to Florida, mm-hmm. you get it there. Odyssey. You get it anywhere. Right? Anywhere, Seal. Pretty much. Even on Mars. That's right. I need the warm-up today. I'm dragging. A lot of yawns already. Why? You were you up all night watching this game? No, I mean, I watched the end of it. I feel like I got a decent amount of sleep. I think it's just the week in yeah. general catching up with me. All right, it's catching up you know? to you. Yeah. All right. I've got uh, uh, three Jets notes Three-fold. I'd like to uh, throw yeah. at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, I see Joe Klecko has been named a Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist. Finalist, yes. Is this new news? I feel like this is new they, news. And it was announced yesterday, yes, okay. the finalists were, yeah. I mean, all we ever hear around here in particular is why was Joe Klecko not a Hall of Famer? Yes. Now, what I can't speak to is if if he's been a finalist before, and this is another go-around, I'm not certain about that. Semi, semi-finalist, I know he, he has been. I'm not I'm, sure he's been a finalist. I'm feeling good about this one. Okay. I'm feeling he's in. It's a you know the football one is unique because I think once they become a finalist, there's basically um, a reporter who I guess covered them who's like assigned to essentially present the player to the group of folks that vote on it. So I'm not sure who he's going to choose, but I would do it for him. No, I don't. I don't think it would. It would be you. I think it's someone that has to have written for like the Pro Football Writers, uh, whatever that is. Pro Football Writers Association I watched them a lot. of America I know or something he, like that. He was part of that sack exchange. You, you'd have to like put a presentation together oh, and go I in there and do. sell Joe Klecko to the voters. Like a video? I'm, I'm sure it's a lot of things. Video, stats. I could do, uh, I could do it like one of my $5 five-team parlors. Yeah, yeah. You were I'll pretty work, good at those. I'll work with Izzo on just having different fun things pop right. up about Joe Klecko. Yeah, you'd have to do some sort of pre-produced thing because if you did yes. it live, you, you might have a couple screw of screw-ups and outtakes. Yeah. Yeah, so I was happy to see that. I know Boomer is a big backer of Joe Klecko for the Hall of Fame. Perhaps he will. Maybe Boomer would present for him, even though he's not a writer, but he does work in the media. Do you know, do you know all the guys who were on the New York Stock Exchange? All of them? Yeah. No. Gastineau was on there. Gastineau. Abdul Salam. Yeah, that one I would not have gotten. Marty Lyons? Marty Lyons, I think, yeah. Is there a fifth one? Just the four? Four. Nailed it. There you go. Nice. Right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. 70s, 80s. 80s football. Is this 80s? Was this strictly 80s? 80s? All 80s. That was not 80s. late 70s. No, all no, no. 80s. All okay. 80s. That Got was it. 1980s football. Got that it. was Richard Todd at quarterback. That was Freeman McNeil, mm-hmm. Wesley Walker. The Kelly Green. Oh, my jet goodness. Jersey and helmet that all the fans the mud brought ball. back. The mud ball mud against ball. the Dolphins. Nice. They even were in that game against the Dolphins where they had no announcers, where they experimented with that. The back Silent Bowl. The Silent Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, my bowls. My second to jet note that I have is that Makai Becton will be moving from left to right tackle. Yes. Which does that mean anything? Sure, it does. Why? Why Let's block this guy instead of that guy? Because it's the left. Al, come on. You've watched football enough to know when sure you've got have. a right-handed quarterback, which most okay. quarterbacks are. The left side is the blind side, which is where you you know you get paid more. Oh, so they're taking him out of that. Blind well, side, and they're well, because, moving him to the well because right he didn't side. play much last okay. year, and George Fant stepped in and had a good season, so they don't want to mess with what worked from a oh, sorry good right, season. And the Jets weren't very good, and they got sacked a lot. I don't know how good he was, <laughs> but yeah, so they're okay. going to keep him where he's at. So do then, we look at this as a demotion from a Kai Becton or no? Um, I mean, I guess you could say that a little bit, which is why they're asking him about it yesterday. But he said all the right things. Hey, I just as long as I'm out there and I'm healthy, I'm. Got to change my technique a little bit, but I'll be all right. 
and Salah said, "You haven't seen the last of him at left tackle. He will play." Right. Doesn't uh, mean somewhere. the end of his left tackle days yeah. is what he said. Yes. So they'll change it up a little bit. Well, I mean, you know, you, it all is great on paper here on July twenty eighth for the first day of training camp practice, but you get one injury and bang, you got to change things up. Right. It's rare that teams go through a season and they don't have they have the same offensive line combination for all sixteen now seventeen games. It's, it doesn't happen that often. Right. That does, the Giants had a good run with that group when with Eli when they were making their Super Bowl runs. They had a pretty consistent unit, but the, the, that is the exception to the rule. And probably the Cowboys during those uh, Zeke Elliott yep. uh, Cowboys uh, yeah. years where he yeah. was like dominating. Yep. Short, short burst. Short burst. Yeah. Uh, the Some of the Jets met the media yesterday, yes? Yes. Uh, Zach Wilson uh, was asked about his personal life. I thought very generic, and is that right? they did not go after him very much there, what which was I was the, a little surprised how, by. How did they question him? It was sort of a, hey, Zach, how you been dealing with all the social media stuff the last couple of weeks? So they you didn't know, they mention... They kind of lobbed it up there. They didn't use the phrase mom's friend. They did not. No, not that I heard. Ex-girlfriend. No, no, no. It was pretty generic. Uh, they, asked him about, they asked him about CJ Uzama's shirt, which we referenced yesterday. The Time Magazine Person of the Year. Yeah, with Zach and, Wilson and this on the was, cover. This was uh, Zach's response. Huh, CJ. Everyone laughed and they moved on. <laughs> and that was the end of it. I was like, okay. <laughs> so what did he say when he was asked about his personal Oh, life? you know, just, you know, all you can do is you know, focus on, I'm excited to be here. I was excited to go to Idaho with the boys. Just trying to get better every day. You know, all the cliches. I'm not knocking him. I thought he handled it. He was ready. He handled it well, but... There was not much of a cross-examination. You know, they didn't really hammer or go after him or get into the specifics, which, again, I get it. He didn't commit a crime. It's a personal life thing. But it is, you know, it's a like I mentioned to you during the break, I think back to the Mark Sanchez era. And, I mean, it was, I feel like he was always under the microscope. Page six, the women, the partying. So, I mean, it's early. But this is, when you combine the nature of, the accusation from now an ex-girlfriend who's now dating his ex-best friend. And I know Gio referenced my situation and whatever it was a week ago or so. <laughs> Someone tweeted me. They were like, Gio just accused her of being a home wrecker. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so once I understood what the reference was, it made more sense. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's fair. Um, you know, the mom who is a, an interesting gal on social media. Sure is. So, I mean, it is a, I feel like it's just, it's, it is made for this market and what the media and the tabloids thrive on here. And I just feel like they had an opportunity yesterday to really blow it wide open and just did not go there. I feel like at the very least I could have said, Hey, it seems like uh your you've your teammates make it seem like you've gained a new respect. Yeah. Even beyond the Jets. Right. I mean Chad Ochocinco, DK Metcalf, like there were people that were celebrating him on social media because of this. And now he did reference the fact that where they were in Idaho, like the cell service wasn't great. So he he probably wasn't fully grasping the reaction it was getting at the yeah. time. But, I mean. Are we acting like Idaho doesn't have cell phones? Well, I don't know where Come they were on. in Idaho. They went to oh, Wayne Gretzky's the, house out there. Maybe they're in the woods. Because um, I guess Gretzky has a, wherever they were, if it was a resort of some sort, they went and played golf. And I guess he has the same marketing agent as Gretzky. So Gretzky invited them over, and oh, they nice. went over there in the pool. He had a pool with a bunch of water slides. So it sounded like a nice little trip for the Zach Wilson and the boys. They had a pool with a bunch of local moms <laughs> rolling up there in bikinis. Oh, yeah. Janet Gretzky, better watch out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's take a quick break here. I believe Amy Lawrence has something. Can I guess? 
Yeah, you have. Do, do, similar do, do, to yesterday, do, do, do. you have no chance. None. Here's a CBS uh, Odyssey Sports Minute. Uh, Amy Lawrence says, all is well with Joe Burrow's appendectomy. <laughs> Welcome back. A warm-up show. We only have a few seconds here. WFAN. <laughs> WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.